This is 15 Minutes of Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Idell, and today's episode is I Believe in Magic. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the content. In today's episode, I'm going to cover a controversial topic of the clinical use of mushrooms to expand your capacity. So it should come as no surprise if you've been a longtime listener that I have been very curious about how the brain works. And not only how the brain works, but how it fires, how you can increase neuroplasticity, how you can eliminate limiting beliefs, how you can really do anything and realize that the brain is that central processor, right? It's, it's, how, it's how we achieve everything we set out to achieve. Now, again, I, I say that with a slight caveat. I believe that we as a society are also too cerebral, that we should listen to our heart's desire more and then use our head to, to really fulfill that. When I share that with you, it's a long setup for the fact of there's been a tremendous amount of research that exists that is, in my opinion, being suppressed from the general populace of all the incredible benefits of subjectively using psychedelics to enhance cognitive function. Now, let me share with you how I view that to mean. Like, what, what does that mean? Let me unpackage it for a second, if, if I could. As you're sitting there, this is not an episode that I'm trying to convince you to use psychedelics. If you're under 18, certainly, I don't think that any sort of drug use of any capacity, unless truly proctored and monitored by a physician, by a doctor, by someone in the, a specialist, specialist in this field, I don't believe it should be something you should consider. But with that disclaimer, as I pivot and start to discuss the research that exists, we can take something as simple as MDMA. MDMA right now is in clinical trials looking for FDA approval to help treat post-traumatic stress syndrome as well as to help heal trauma between couples. The way that I've read the study to function currently is that obviously when you come back from a, a war time situation, ideally for PTSD, certainly not ideally, but the fact that's where it could have been started, you are at a heightened sense of alertness, literally fearing for or having to be ready to defend your life at all times. When you return back to the United States from being deployed, or from being somewhere where you have that heightened sense of alerted, alertness, there's a reintegration process that is a little lackluster. Where you're used to walking into a grocery store having to size up everybody with your hand on your hip and be ready to fight at a moment's notice. Well, here in the States, in most cities and most areas of the United States, that's not necessarily something that we have to worry about. And so these triggered flashbacks and these emotions, these deep-seated neural pathways now exist inside your brain because the trauma is so significant there. No matter how strong you are as an individual, there are some things from what I understand that cannot be unseen. There's a amount of stress that can't be unhad. That it's not as simple as snapping your fingers and getting back integrated into society. And so some brilliant researchers somewhere in the world decided to try small doses of MDMA in a clinical setting to see if that would smooth over those neuropathways and help 
treat or eliminate PTSD? The initial findings are that it does. That it does help. I've read those studies and obviously with having friends in Silicon Valley and having friends that are in pursuit of consistent enlightenment, I have become incredibly fascinated with the use of psychedelics. I'm coming from a belief system in which drugs are bad, right? Like I had an episode called Dare where growing up in the 90s, like all drugs are bad. Pot's bad. Hallucinogens are bad. Everything is just bad. If you do it, pot's a gateway drug. Gateway drugs lead to harder drugs and all of it, all of it burns down. Well, now we're seeing that medical marijuana is being sold by, I think, 26 states or so. I could be off with that number, but by a fair number of states across the United States are now recognizing the medicinal benefits of marijuana. So it makes me question what sort of gateway drug was it that we were being taught that marijuana really was. And so my belief system starts to get unraveled. These stories that I have been told or that have been ingrained in me for so long, I can't help but want to eliminate. Now, I'm not a pot smoker. I'm not knocking you if you yourself smoke pot from time to time or maybe even on a consistent basis. I truly believe you have to do what serves you in almost every moment of every day in order to live a more fulfilled life. Pot has never interested me. I haven't understood the need to sedate away from things. In saying that, I also own a CBD company that uses cannabinoid oil for its medical benefits to help alleviate stress, anxiety, inflammation, potentially cancer cells. Like There's a part of life that I understand what goes on. None of this that I'm sharing comes from this place of morbid curiosity. I spend a fair amount of time researching and diving into anything before I jump in to see the pros and the cons. And so in sharing that, I went down the same path with mushrooms. Now, in order to process through a mushroom experience in the right way, you could travel to Brazil, maybe the Netherlands, go to a beautiful location like Jamaica in order to procure mushrooms legally, digest them legally, and fear no ramifications. So again, this all comes from research, right? Doing a lot of research and figuring out where I could potentially use these in a way that is legal, that's serving, that I don't have to worry about any ramifications. So after doing a tremendous amount of research and figuring out what was right from wrong for me, what serves me and what didn't serve me, got to the point where I decided it was time to finally experiment with what these really are. Now, if you're anything like me, you were told that a mushroom experience is a trip and that there are people that have bad trips and that these trips are catastrophic, that people go crazy and they never return back to normal society. I've heard almost countless stories of crazy things such as those bad trip experiences, bad trips where trees turn into demons and your life feels like it's imploding on itself. Perhaps you yourself have heard one of those stories before. These are all the stories that kept me from ever being curious, right? Because I don't ever want to be out of control. 
I don't like to not have full access to all of my faculties. I want to know everything that's going on at every moment. And so I decided to go down this path and do a tremendous amount of research. I had decided to take them after physical exertion. So after a good workout and after a good steam room session and after a good centering of myself and setting an intention, I simply blended them up and put them in a green smoothie. And from blending them up and putting them in this smoothie, they were not noticeable. There wasn't a taste that I was digesting. There wasn't the conscious fact that they were in my drink. It just, I knew because I had prepared it that they were there. And I'm going into it seeking what I will call enlightenment. Here I am as a 34-year-old man, and I knew, I'll call them kids, but my peers in high school that did it because they were looking to trip and just zone out and do whatever it is that they were doing back then. These were the individuals, and maybe you had them in your school, that were wearing the hemp necklaces and the Django jeans and you know the, the pocket chain with the wallet and like the wide legs and the the soap shoes where you could you know, put soap on the middle and, and slide down rails. like That was the preconceived notion of who these people were. I can tell you now after coming out the backside of an experience that it is not a trip that it should be noted as. To me, an experience or a, a methodology of expansion is a much better way to look at it. When you say trip, it seems like there could be a negative ramification to it. And don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm sure that the people that said they've had bad experiences actually did. That was just not the experience that I had. So in a very controlled environment, very safe, consume, consume the products in a green smoothie, and I wait. And I'm fully expecting walls to start turning into rubber and door handles to come alive and almost like Alice in Wonderland style. In my mind, that was a story that had been concocted or perhaps a story that was even told to me over the years. And so I'm waiting for this crazy event to happen and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And I can tell you after four and a half or five hours when there's no effects left present, none of that was actually true. As I happen to be outside walking and, and receiving and perceiving nature, all of a sudden from having these mushrooms in my system, there is now a heightened sense of alertness where colors become more vivid. Sounds become much more clear. Walking and feeling the ground on my physical bare feet had a different feeling than it had ever had before. The best way that I can articulate this is a true feeling of connectedness and endless love and appreciation for all that is created. This is something I'm able to walk around and have my eyes open with. I don't feel sick. I don't feel unwell. I don't feel out of control. It's actually the exact opposite. I've shared this experience with a handful of other individuals, and I feel like for the first time in my life, the quote-unquote Instagram filter was lifted off of life. 
where no longer am I having to view this dulled out sense of reality. I'm able to hear, smell, touch, and feel things at a different way than I'd ever been able to do it before. And I'm fortunate during this experience that I have my wife with me. And we're able to have open conversations. And these conversations are not, oh, no, the sky is falling. Like, oh, watch out for the snake in the corner. All the crazy things you could think of were the exact opposite of what was actually happening. What was happening was the fact of me eliminating limiting beliefs for myself, realizing that if, in fact, we are all connected and the feeling of love that I have, that would then mean that no person is greater or less than me. The first part is what matters, that there is nobody that's greater than me. We are all connected. We are all one. We are all intertwined. So by the nature of that very statement, why then would I ever allow myself to not believe I'm capable of everything I set out to achieve? It would be foolish. Because now this feeling is not something that's cerebral. This isn't going on in my head. This isn't a a thing that you you could write out the directions on a sheet of paper. This is a feeling from your soul from my soul that begins to radiate out. And that as I'm having conversations with my wife about business and life and things we have been through and I'm realizing the interconnected nature of how everything is. You know, from previously having no appreciation for nature on the code test that I so frequently refer to, that's thecodetest.com. You can actually do thecodetest.com forward slash Ryan If you'd like to take a test complimentary, it's going to be a $400 test and there's a whole bunch of things that go into it. But in the code test, there's one of the questions that states, how much do you appreciate art? I believe the first time I took that test, my answer was on a scale of one to five, a one. I didn't appreciate it at all. I didn't care about it. It didn't matter to me. Then here I am sitting, peering out a window, looking at leaves, and just being truly in awe of the majestic nature of these leaves reflecting the light from the sun. And not in a way with drool coming out of my mouth and babbling like an idiot, but truly being able to just see and feel and focus. And eventually I I lay down with my wife and we're, you know, laying horizontally, fully clothed, all that, and and she's close to me and I'm holding her, I'm hugging her. And we're talking, we're having conversations that, again, are very, very poignant. There's no slurred words. There's no loss of vision. There's no no real hallucinogen that's going on. There's nothing that feels like I'm out of control. What does feel like is I can finally feel for the first time in my life, as I say to my wife, I can actually feel how much you really love me. I can feel it from holding you. I can. It's something that I feel all throughout my body. I've never experienced this before. Now, I get it. As you're sitting here listening, you might be questioning, like, who, where did we take this stark left turn? Right? We've we've went in this podcast from talking about losing my best friend, Miles, into anabolic use. And now we're talking, we've spoken business and meditation. And now we're talking psychedelic use. Yes, we are. And it's something that I truly believe that in a controlled environment, that is proctored and set up the right way, knowing that the product that you have is pure and knowing that there's an intention that's set on the front side that I believe every person should experience one dose of psilocybin, the active ingredient, the active hallucinogen inside of mushrooms. 
I believe that because it is my true internal belief. Now, if everyone could feel this, there would be less violence in the world. There would be far less divorce. There'd be a greater appreciation for what nature is and the beautiful part that is this planet. Because in the presence of these substances, this substance, the psilocybin that's in the mushrooms, there's no part of it that is outlandish. And sure, the argument could be had, potentially my dose wasn't high enough. Maybe. Maybe that is true. But it was exactly what I needed to see and what exactly what I needed to feel. Think about this. If I could tell you in a six-hour period, coupled with intensive deep work on yourself for 12, 18, 24 months leading up to it, 24 weeks leading up to it, you were able to take a dose of a natural substance. Essentially no different, in my opinion, than going outside and picking up a handful of grass and chewing on it. You were able to take that and finally heal some of those deep-rooted traumatic neural pathways that have existed your entire life. You could heal them by taking this. And that it was safe. That there were no known cases of overdose. That there was nothing that could be proven other than some people saying they had a bad experience by taking it. There'd be nothing that was a negative ramification on the backside. And all the good that could come out of it is all positive. It's a positive side of reassurance and self-belief and connectedness, appreciation for art and finer things. And what if I told you that this product that you could potentially consume, this natural product, that over the next four to six weeks, your body was still utilizing it to increase the cognition inside your brain. If I didn't tell you that it was a mushroom, and if I didn't tell you that you know, the U.S. government would find it to be illegal, and it was just something that I gave to you, wouldn't you have interest in it? I mean, if you could walk into GNC or Vitamin Shop or hop on Amazon and buy something that said it would do all those things, I am hard-pressed to say that you yourself wouldn't rush out and buy it immediately. Am I right? Because here I am thinking the exact opposite for all this time. Like only, only drug addicts would do that stuff. Like nobody actually takes that stuff. I don't want to see demons and monsters and, and I don't. I don't have any interest in seeing them now. What I did have interest in and what I do continue to have interest in is how do I heal my brain to run more efficiently? How do I come, become a more effective teacher? How do I feel emotions at a deeper level? How do I connect with those people that choose to connect with me? How can I unlock the best version of myself? Maybe these same questions are questions you've been asking yourself. And don't get me wrong. I don't feel like taking a dose of mushrooms is the end all to be all. What I do believe is when clinical research is showing that specific amounts of MDMA can help people with PTSD and that coupled with intensive coaching, mentorship, therapy, whatever the terminology is you'd like to say, coupled with that, there could be a benefit by using a natural product to increase what is already happening from you doing the work on yourself. I think it's a, I think it's a done deal. I think it makes an incredible amount of sense. And now I can say that from the aspect that I've actually done it. Now I'll say I don't have anticipations of flying around and doing it a bunch more times. I don't think that's what this is meant for me as. 
what it was meant for me was to share a lesson. You see, it was said for a long time, I'd heard it from many people that have been on journeys like this before, when the plants start calling you, you know it's time. I think that was crazy. Like, what are these people talking about? Because admittedly, I've been incredibly curious about ayahuasca for years. Ayahuasca's primary component in that is DMT. DMT creates a chemical reaction in your body that unleashes all types of different things. Oddly enough, lettuce has DMT in it. It just... The enzymes that are wrapped around the DMT molecules in the head of lettuce don't allow it to be psychoactive in your system. DMT exists everywhere. Your pituitary gland emits DMT. But yet we demonize what this substance could be. And certainly, just like anything else, there are people that abuse this, right? Like there's plenty of people that a one-time experience at somewhere where it's legal of mushrooms turns into something where they dictate that it, now you got to keep doing it. I got to keep doing it. If that's what they feel serves them, more power to them. For me, there's not been one part of this as it created an addictive habit-forming loop in my body. It's actually proven scientifically that there's nothing in a mushroom that creates a feedback loop that requires any sort of adaptation for addiction. It just doesn't happen. It's not how this works. And so when I finally got over the story of that this is so bad that crazy things are going to happen. And I trusted the fact that it could take me somewhere good. And that I allowed myself just to openly explore the possibilities in the moments. And I had conversations with people that I love. And I shared time and space. And I felt, allowed myself to feel a connection to a universe that I had never felt before. It completely changed the perspective on how I live my life. You know, on the backside of that, I come out with new content and new training and new things for my clients. It, it, it literally opens up this doorway that felt like, not that it was closed, just that I couldn't turn the light on inside of it. I couldn't see inside the room and now it's there. I have access to it. And it's an access point that I don't feel like I'll ever lose. I can always go back to this moment in time and remember how magical it was to really feel this experience. And so maybe in your own life, you've been curious about it. And certainly getting a plane ticket to the Netherlands or Brazil or Jamaica might not be in the cards in this moment, but it could be in the future if it's something that means enough to you and the plants have been calling you long enough to save up and go. There are experiences that are valid by leaving and going and exploring them for yourself. So I will truly say from my humble standpoint, if someone that has not used drugs or abused drugs other than anabolics that I completely own, this is the most life-changing experience that I've had as far as it pertains to a connection to everything else. This is deeper than meditation. It's different than meditation. It's different than hugging your best friend, telling him you love him. Like there's a feeling here that it can't really adequately be described other than life-changing and world-altering. And I don't have some cloy call to action of like, does it apply to your body or your, your relationship or your business? Because I already know the answer. It applies to all of them. Just imagine you could work with somebody. Imagine you could work with a coach, mentor, psychiatrist, psychologist, whoever it is. Work with somebody and have them take you through a process that you found to be the best version of yourself. That you eliminated as many limiting beliefs as you possibly could. You created new healthy habits. You, you stopped lying. You did all the things you know you needed to do. And you maxed that out. 
you did that to the to the nth degree, as far down that hole as you could possibly go. And once you felt like you mastered that, you realize that's only the surface level. That there's a whole nother level of operating that, that's capable by just flipping a light on in a room that's already inside of you. And that's what the experience was for me. Was something that was that impactful and had no sort of fear associated with it. And what I can say from where I sit is every day after that experience, I've been able to get shit done.